Yeah. You get there and they tell you what to do. Move that. Yeah. Offer these tacos. Clean that <laughs> trash. Don't talk. Smile. <laughs> wear this ugly costume. Literally, don't talk to anyone. Don't look at anyone. Don't make friends. Just pass this tray around. You're listening to the Katie Talks a Lot podcast, a podcast with conversations with dreamers, actors, and entrepreneurs about making the move to New York City, hustling after dreams acting, TV, traveling, and much, much more. Hosted by me, Katie Yoner, podcast producer and the voice behind Voiced by Katie. Let's get into this. Today, I am sitting with the Abby to my Alana, the peanut butter to my jelly, my life wife, my roommate, and my favorite person in the entire world. I am sitting down with Maggie. But I thought we decided that you were Abby and I was Alana. Oh. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. You guys, I'm the Alana to her Abby. Okay, I might be a little more of an Abby and you might be a little more of Alana, but I wish I was an Alana. It's fine. We're all Alanas in this world. Nothing wrong with Abby, though. We We love you too, Abby. So, Maggie, tell us about yourself. Hi. My name is Maggie. I have the honor and privilege of living with Katie. We met at an audition here together. Well, kind of. We met at this place that you go to to, like, network, and we had to go to orientation for it. Mm-hmm. We met at the orientation, and I was like, hey, I'm new here. And you were like, hey, I'm also new here. And we both didn't have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we added each other on Instagram, and I slid into <laughs> those DMs. Yes, she did. And I asked her if she wanted to go to brunch. And then we spent the whole day together and we went to Coney Island and mm-hmm. it was a beautiful and magical time and we became best friends. Exactly. And what's really, really weird <laughs> is me and Maggie don't have any mutual friends. None. She grew up in Virginia. I grew up in Austin, Texas. And we both graduated with BAs in theater the same month. We both lived at home for eight months saving up to move to New York. And moved we, to New York the same exact time. Same exact month. Yeah. And we're basically the same. So. We're basically the same person. It's great. So... I call her my wife, my life wife. Life wife. But we are both straight, which sucks because dating here has been a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I haven't decided if I'm cussing in this podcast yet, but I guess I went for it. Oh, we're going to have to. Please silence your cell I'm gonna, phone. Okay, I'm going to turn it off right now. <laughs> a tradition on this podcast that I am starting today. Starting today. First day. We live by this mm, really nice liquor store. Oof. <laughs> it's all glass inside. And I just realized the other week that you can buy lottery tickets from it. So both of us have a $1 lottery ticket. And we're both Lottery gonna... ticket, just a part of the routine. Everybody's got a job. Everybody's got a dream. Sorry, that was me a little... Um, in the Heights break. Okay. In the Heights. So how much possible money can you win on yours? Mine says $50 in a flash. Win up to $2,500. Mine says, win up to $5,000, reveal three... Excuse me, sorry. Excuse you. Money bags, symbols in the same row, column. All right, shall we scratch? Let's do it. I don't know if I've ever done this. Yeah, don't do this often. Oh, I got $100. (laughs) I don't think so. Did you read your instructions? (laughs) Oh, if I get three like amounts, then I win that amount. Okay. Well, I didn't win anything, did you? No. 
Okay, now scratch off the bonus. But wait. Okay, well, it says reveal a 50, and you win $50 automatically, but do you think it has to be in that little symbol? What? Did you win $50 just now? I feel like it maybe has to look like that, right? That's really confusing. Guys, I'm not walking all the way to this back to this liquor store just for them to laugh in my face and be like, no, you didn't freaking win $50. Go away. Wait, let me scratch for cash. Oh, that's if you I think you that's won. a barcode. Yeah. Well. That was fun. That was really fun. I'm glad I committed to this as a tradition for all my guests. Hey, eventually someone will win if you keep doing this. If this podcast lasts for forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So today was quite a day for us. Started strong. Yeah. We went, we to, went the to the gym. gym. And then we went to the New York Public Library to get shit done. Yes. Even though we don't have real jobs. It's yeah. Fine. But money like- is not the best right now. Which is too bad because we really want to go to Montreal. And we want to go to GovBall. Because Miley, because Miley Cyrus. Cyrus is going. But the minimum ticket is $285, which is obscene. Yeah, not worth it. But yeah, then we got a lot done in the library, went to Chipotle. It was delicious. And then the subway happened. Wait, am I allowed to eat on this podcast? Yeah, you can eat. Okay, I'm sorry for people who don't like the sound of ASMR. Okay. Also, the sound quality might not be the best because our radiator. And also, I'm using my voiceover microphone. You're ideally supposed to have two microphones. But anyways, so we get on the 2-3. But we still sound beautiful. And it's delayed. Like, it's just taking forever. It kept stopping. It was not moving. With strangers packed up against you. All of a sudden, we just hear this guy be like, do you have a problem? Yeah. And this lady is like... What did she say? I don't really know. I feel like we didn't really hear what she said. But we just heard him say, like, it's the subway. Like, it's not me that's doing it. It's it's the subway. And she was like, well, you don't have to be jamming your elbow into me or something. Yeah, and then she motions that he's, like, jamming her elbow into her. And so then he knew when to stop. He just stopped. Yeah, he kind of, like, walked away a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then around 96th Street, it's, like... Like, a few stops later. Way less crowded the lady has sat down next to this really pretty young girl. And me and Maggie don't see what happened, but all of a sudden the young girl is like, not today, lady. Like, I will slap you. Leave me the hell alone. We don't know what happened, but obviously this lady's having problems. She was just, yeah, starting shit with everybody on the subway for no reason. Yeah. Like, she also was like an older woman. Like, I don't, I don't know. How old would you say she was? She was... Probably in her, like, late 40s, 50s. And she had AirPods. And, and that like, just really rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, what are you doing with your AirPods? And she kept taking them, like, out and then back in and then out. until She would take it out to, like, roll her eyes and, like, yell at the person. And then she would put her AirPod back in. I was like, ew, yeah. or you think you're, like, 15? I don't remember the lady said next, but then this girl was, like, singing. Cause yeah, she was, like, like extra on. loud just to piss the lady off more. It was pretty funny. And she had a pretty good voice. She was like... Not today, lady. No, she was not. She was not. I can't remember. She was singing, um, well, fuck, what was she singing? It's been stuck in my head. She was singing, like, an old Destiny's Child song. <laughs> it was really random, but amazing. And then, okay, granted, subway seats are way too little. Oh, my so God. They're and sitting so close to each other. They were sitting next to each other, and the girl kept being like, why don't you just get up and move? If you don't want to sit next to me anymore, just get up and move. And, like, neither of them would get up and move because they were so stubborn, even though the subway was practically 
practically empty. Empty. They were sitting next to each other yelling at each like other. Like thighs to thighs. Yeah. And neither of them were getting up to leave the subway. It's like so uncomfortable. I kept thinking, okay, maybe one of them will get off. And neither of them were getting off the subway. I was like, what is happening? And then the lady's like, it feels like you're singing directly into my eardrum. Did you hear that? <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. Yeah, and she goes... Lady, it seems like you were having a lot of problems on the subway this evening. Yeah. So if you have problems with people, you just started something with that gentleman, how about you go you to the move. other side of the subway? Which is yeah. what you do. Like, right. if you're having a problem with someone on the subway, get up and move. Like, why are you trying to start things? So then... We finally get to our stop. Our stop. Me and Katie stop. And of course, it happens to be their stop too. These mm-hmm. two ladies. So they get up to leave and like, the older lady mm-hmm. with the AirPods was like kind of standing by the door and then the younger lady was like excuse me I need to get by Mm -hmm. and like shoved her way in front of the older lady to be closer to the door and then this random man comes out of nowhere like where did he come from he comes out of nowhere he's like apparently she's more important than us but he meant it to be on her side I thought he was on the older lady's side no he was on the younger lady's side no 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 he was on the older lady's side yeah yes yeah because he was like, apparently she's more important to us. That's why she, because the younger girl was on uh-huh. that shoved in front and was like, excuse me, even though we were all getting off at that stop. I totally misread that because he was making fun of her. Yeah, but didn't he witness the whole thing of that lady being crazy? Listen, I'm not on the older lady's side. I told you, I thought the younger girl was being kind of a bitch too. Yeah, they were both out of line. They were line. both being so stubborn and just wanted to fight. Anyways, they were just both ridiculous. We've seen a lot of drama on this subway, but so that was much. some... I mean, it's just, like, people don't give a fuck about making a scene in New York. No one cares. Mm-mm. People will stand up for themselves. Yes. Yes. No matter what. And I feel like I've, I've gotten, like, a little bit better about that. But for the most part, I stay quiet and I just, like, mind my own business. I don't like confrontations on subways yeah. because you're stuck in them. Right. So if you get in, like, a physical fight, you can't run away until the next stop comes up. Yeah, and you never know. You never know. These people in the subway could just go ballistic on you. And they do. Yeah. But most of the time, the subway gets you places on time, and it's real fun. Does it? It's only $120 a month. What a steal. So part of this podcast is going to be about, like, living in New York. Is it worth it? What's it like? What I wish I knew two or three years ago. Take sip of wine. Take sip of wine. Okay, moving to New York. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh, I really want to move to New York, I was there. I visited New York for the first time when I was 18 on a school trip. It was like a trip with my like high school group and we saw all these Broadway shows and I'd never been to a big city before. I mean, I grew up in Austin, but that's not like a big city. And I was like, holy moly, I want to move here. And so I applied to CCNY because I couldn't afford NYU and I actually got into CCNY. I actually got into CCNY's theater program, but it's in Harlem, and my mom was like, you're 18, you're not going to move to Harlem. Like, you don't know anyone there. Little did she know, flash forward, four years. Flash forward. Here we are living in Harlem. I now live five blocks from CCNY, (laughs) but it was all for the best. Like, I wasn't ready to move to New York at 18 years old. I needed more time in Texas to, like, grow up, mature a little bit. I went to University of Texas hook them and then I was in LA for two months I was like what the fuck is happening I didn't like it there and then I moved back home I saved money and then one day I text my one friend here I was like should I move to New York she's like 
go for it. She's just like, well, I'm going to Europe with my theater company this summer, so you can sublet my room if you want. So yeah, I moved to Brooklyn. I wasn't sure if I was gonna live here long term. But then at the end of the two months, I was like, I'm not ready to leave. So then I got a place in Upper West Side, and now I live in Harlem. I kind of forgot where I was going with this. But basically it's that <laughs> if you're dreaming of living in New York, then just do it. You never know. Don't come here with no money though. But like if you've just graduated college and you have nothing to lose, which was the position me and Maggie were in. Yes. It's like. You also don't need to fully have a plan when you come here. Like I didn't have a job or a plan. Mm-hmm. So many people I know that moved here didn't necessarily have a job lined up or a plan. Like mm-hmm. there's so many outlets for like finding subleases and like, and then, like, just applying for jobs when you get here. Yeah. I mean, there's so many opportunities. Once you're here, it's, like, it's hard not to get involved in different things. Yeah, and... just go into a restaurant and be like, can I work here? Yeah, that's what I did. You just walked in? Yeah, so I, when I first moved here, I was staying in a friend's room. Like, I was subleasing her room for the summer. And I just, it was the first place I went into to eat. I ate lunch there with my parents. And I was like, this place is cool. They were playing Drake. <laughs> yeah, I've been working there ever since. Was it the only job you applied to here? Yeah. Wow. I also came here in a time where I was like, I don't have anything to lose. Like, Mm -hmm. all my friends from, like, high school and college were doing their own thing, like, living in different parts. They weren't in Mm -hmm. Virginia where I was. And I was just like, you know what? I want something new. So I just came here. I stayed in a sublease for the summer. And while I was there, I looked for permanent housing. And it's possible. I didn't have any plan. My plan was, like, I have a little bit of savings. I have this, like, online business that I kind of just started. And then I got here and I got this job immediately with this company that has now gone bankrupt and they ended. But uh, I was I was doing what? these $100 shifts where I was trying to get people to download this app. Yeah, we do some weird side jobs here. And then I ended up getting hired at a staffing company, so I was, like scanning tickets at a concert place we could do a whole episode on our catering stories i have some catering stories we've done a lot of crazy catering yeah so my first month that i was here the best catering gig i ever did robert de niro was there it was at the top of the chrysler with those triangle windows he was there and i said sir would you like sparkling or still and he didn't understand the question and he said yes so then i gave him sparkling good (laughs) robert de niro deserves his sparkling water i gave him the sparkling and yeah it was pretty dope yeah catering can be a cool way to like just like see new york because you get to go all over like each shift you work might be in a different place so it's a cool way to like see different areas different buildings like get yourself involved in events that you never would have been in like yeah. I, I worked a catering event one time at um snl snl what is it called the peacock room or whatever i was like literally I'm backstage so jealous so like you get yourself into the craziest events when you're catering the only downside is it doesn't really pay that much it doesn't pay yeah. enough to live off of but it can be a cool side thing to do i only do it nowadays in the months that i really need some money or if yeah. i'm having a slow extra week. cash because Cater waiters are treated poorly. Oh, so shitty, yeah. The money's really bad. You get unlimited food, but, like, it's a Food's cold by the time you get. Yeah. That's, like, the one of the easiest they, jobs you can yeah. get when you move They'll to literally York. hire anyone. They will <laughs> hire a penguin to be a cater waiter. Yeah, you, anyone can do it when you first move here. <laughs> if you need money, do that. It's There's no waitering experience necessary. Yeah. You get there, and they tell you... What to do. Move that. Yeah. Offer these tacos. <laughs> clean that trash. Don't talk. Smile. <laughs> wear this ugly costume. Literally, don't talk to anyone. Don't look at anyone. Don't laugh. Don't cry. Don't talk. Don't make friends. Just pass this tray around. 
Oh my god, I remember this. There was this one event I worked, and like, they they picked like the hottest catering servers to like walk around the party, and the rest of us had to just had to do the like back up like. <laughs> like kitchen work it was so mean like yeah they literally was like they were like you come here you go pass around the orders you no you stay back (laughs) like you're not hot enough for this event it was some like fashion event they do that you'll know you're cute when you go to a catering event and they put you on uh, hors d'oeuvres yeah yes because they want you to like flirt with the older men and there's many types of cater waiters yeah there's the actor cater waiters and then there's the, the dancer. foreign cater waiters. Or the, I've yeah, met so many people yeah, from other countries. the craziest country who yeah. have just got here. And yeah. they're always the hardest workers. Always. Always. Yeah. But they're really friendly. They take their job very seriously. Very seriously. And then there's <laughs> just the people who like have full-time jobs, but they're like a million dollars in debt. So then they cater on the weekend. Oh my gosh. And I feel really bad for them. Yeah. And then there's always, it's usually a boy. I'm trying, to think, yeah, I'm trying to think of the boys that we've met. This is the they best have, job he's really... ever gotten. I've met so many what? cater waiters, and they always think cater waitering is like the best job God has ever given them. Aww. And they take the job so seriously, which is endearing because my other reason why I suck at catering is I, I hate can't the take job. it seriously. Yeah. I don't think that people need all this food. I don't it's care. Wasteful. It's wasteful. Such a waste. It's, it's boring. Such... We end up throwing out pounds and pounds of food at the end of every event, and it's like, we are in New York City. Why can we not figure out a way to take this food out and, like, give it to people that need it? Or, like, homeless shelters or something? I don't understand. Yeah. It's so wasteful. It's the most wasteful thing happening in this world is it's catering. It's also wasteful because the food isn't usually that good. It's impossible <laughs> to make really good food for, for a that many people. people. Yeah. Oh, I just remembered another category of okay. cater waiters. Flight attendants. What? You never met some flight attendants? No. Oh, I've met a few. So, like... There'll be flight attendants, but then whenever they're stationed in New York City for, like, a while, they'll pick up a catering shift to make, like, some extra money while they're, like, off. Because, like, when they're in between flights. Mm-hmm. That was one of a few of them that I've met. And that was really interesting. I talked to them a lot about, like, what that was like. Yeah, you meet cool people. Really cool people, yeah. Most of the shifts aren't that bad. They're just long and they're tiring. You're on your feet the entire time. Yes. Oh, and the shoes are awful. They, they make you wear these... At least the catering company I worked for, they made me wear these shoes and they were... Yeah, I felt so ugly every shift. So ugly. I felt like a boy. Yeah, I just felt like I was like melting into the background. I was like, I should be at this party with free champagne, not serving you champagne. Yeah. I'm too pretty for this. Yeah, there was this one boy I worked with. He was so cute. Oh my God. I was in love with him. Mm Mm-hmm. And it sucks because I had to look so ugly at all these catering shifts. Like, Like, you should see me tomorrow. I know. I was like, I promise I'm like... Kind of cute. Real cute. I don't know. Like, what are other Instagram? <laughs> common jobs that you should look for right as you get to New York? And these are temporary jobs while you're looking for your real thing. I mean, serving, bartending. Um, babysitting? I've babysitting, done a lot of babysitting. Nannying. I mean, that's mainly what we do, but... Oh I, oh, I know some people, a lot of people that, like, usher. I've never looked into that, though. And companies are always hiring here, and minimum wage is fifteen dollars. So yeah, people minimum like wage to is talk great. about how expensive New York is, and it is. But minimum wage is fifteen dollars. It's nine dollars in Texas, so you're making almost twice as much when you move here. And as a server, so like if you work any job that where you make tips, so like where I'm from in Virginia, our hourly was only like it was crazy. It was like two seventy five because we were making money off of tips. But here they don't do that, so I'm making ten dollars an hour plus all my tips. Wow. Yeah, where a lot of other states, like if you're if you have a job where you your income is mostly tips, then you don't really get an hourly. Mm-hmm. But they don't do that here, which is great. So you can make a lot of money as a server here. 
You can. Most of my friends are servers. You can make some good money. It depends on where you work. You gotta pick a good place. Pick a good place. And then you can find something to do. Location is key. Neighborhood is everything. And then once you figure out the job situation, what's harder than finding a job is finding friends. Because you're going to feel <laughs> pretty lonely when you move to New York City, have barely any friends, you find a job. So when I first moved here, I was working a lot to distract myself from the fact that I didn't have friends me yet. Me too, me too. So we found each other through an acting connection class. So I would take classes when you first move here. Yeah, I took a lot of classes. I did so many, like, touristy things. I would go to a museum, like, every day because I had nothing else to do. Yeah, I was a tourist <laughs> by myself. Yeah. All the time. All the time. It was kind of great. I miss it. Just walking around. I felt lonely. I called my mom, like, yeah. almost every single day, like, was it a mistake? Oh, no. And luckily Well, you were also it. living in a shoebox. Tell, talk about your living situation. So, my first place, like I said, was my friend's place in Bushwick, East Williamsburg, which was fine. She had a giant room, giant living room. But then she got back from Europe. And so I went on Craigslist for my next apartment. And I found this too good to be true room in Upper West Side. I met this guy. He was in his like mid 50s. He was a character. I don't think I ever met him. Basically, I paid $1,000 for a windowless, closetless room Hear me out. It was literally a closet. She lived in a closet. No fan. Like, you didn't have any airflow in no there. No airflow. Hear me out. I was Yeah, it was steps great. Steps to Central Park. Beautiful prime Upper West Side. And he had a cat. And he was nice. But the thing about not having windows is you never know what time it is. It made me kind of sad. And I still hadn't made a ton of friends yet. But I was, like, running in Central Park all the time. But, yeah... I'm really surprised that I lived there a whole six months. I don't know how you did that. Towards the end, the ceiling above me was dripping, which is like <laughs> psychologically terrible for you. And so then Maggie was like, we are moving. So now we've been in our place in Harlem for coming up on 12 months. A year, yeah. And then we just signed to stay here one more month. And then we're apartment hunting and we're moving closer to Upper West Side. Apartment hunting here is pretty hard yeah last year we saw I think we said it was a total of 16 or 17 or 18 apartments and they started melting together and so we started taking yeah, video it gets very confusing and this apartment that we saw was the last apartment the very last apartment and we had already put a deposit down on another apartment before we saw mm -hmm. this one and we were like wait we like this one the best mm -hmm. and that guy was pissed at us but he got over it we and liked this one the best because the layout is relatively normal yeah, the bedrooms are good size. It's one of the cheapest ones we saw. We're it was paying a, it's 2, on the second floor, which is great. Yes, we saw so many fifth floor apartments. And our living room and kitchen have virtually no sunlight ever. But both of our bedrooms are sunlit, beautiful. My bedroom is a disaster, but that's okay. Well, you have a window. Yeah, I do have a window, which is good. I'm really into decorating. I'm thinking our next place, I just want to like go all out decorating wise. Make it more homey. Budget permitted. Yeah, like I always had big plans for this wall and then nothing We ever never happened. did anything with it, yeah. Should we talk about Champagne Gate first or should we talk about you first? What's more fresh in your mind? Champagne Gate. <laughs> okay, Champagne Gate 2020. Best television moment of this Bachelor season mm -hmm. so far. Which of I mean, it's only decade episode for two. sure. Best television moment of this decade. That's a good way of putting it. It was spoiled for me slightly by Twitter. Yes, But then of when I saw it. It was even better. IRL, I 
lost it. I don't even know what her name is. I think it's Kelsey. She talks like this. She's just like really drunk the whole episode. <laughs> and she like mumbles all of her words together. Yeah. Anyway, so I don't know if people are watching The Bachelor, but we love The Bachelor. It's so good. And Champagne Gate. What even is Champagne Gate? How do you get start? Let's get into it. <laughs> so basically, Kelsey. Kelsey, she's a little bit older. Should and I fact check this? I think I remember her bio was something weird. She's actually very pretty and probably very lovely. She's, yeah, it is Kelsey. Okay. She looks like a model. But these girls on this show, they drink a little bit too much I wine. I think they're drunk and I think it's hard to, sometimes you get so caught up in watching it, you forget how much they're drinking. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my God, they're so dramatic or they're, why are they crying or why are they overreacting? And then you're like, oh wait, they're literally shit-faced. Mm-hmm. Like we would do the same thing if we were that drunk. And you must feel so insecure being so beautiful and then you're single and you're on TV and this one dude is not paying attention to you and kissing other girls. And it's like, girls. I'm so hot in my hometown. Why am I not getting attention right now? Yeah. And I think a lot of girls have that complex is like, if I try hard enough, I can make anyone fall in love with me. And if you're really, really hot, you usually can. You usually can. And then this is the first time they're failing. Yeah. Yes. Okay, anyways, back to Champagne Gate. So basically, Kelsey, it's only like episode two. It's early on. She decides that she's going to bring this bottle of champagne from her home that she had been saving for a year on her counter. $300. Yeah, we looked it up. It was a really expensive bottle. <laughs> I guess she got it as a birthday gift. And she saved it for a special moment. So she decides to bring it on The Bachelor with her. And she's going to give it to him. So much led up to just like this moment. They mm-hmm. showed her talking about it so much. She set it up by the fireplace. This bottle of champagne and glasses. She's telling all her friends, oh my god, they even did a little scene of her friend putting makeup on her, like, (laughs) preparing her for this moment. She's like, this is your moment, honey. Yeah. This is it. And so then they're all hanging out, her and the girls, and he's hanging out with some brunette chick, can't remember her name is. Um, how could you forget her name, Hannah Ann? Oh, Hannah Ann. Hannah Ann. Who models for Sonic. She's already, like, a freaking model. She looks like she's 15 years old, though. She's 22, and she's had work. I think. No, I think she's just, like, really pretty. Her lips have that, like, fake effect. True, they've all had their lips. And her boobs are perfect. Yeah, basically all these girls are perfect. Anyways, Hannah Ann. All women are beautiful. And <laughs> maybe she has a beautiful soul, but she is not showed. No, I don't think we like her. I don't think I like her. <laughs> I don't like any of she's them. She's annoying. Kelsey's, like, hanging out with the other girls, and all of a sudden they hear a pop. A bottle pop. And everyone's face just goes, oh. <gasps> It's not the bottle of champagne you left him, right? She's like, no. Oh, my God. No. It can't be. What? So she goes over there, and Hannah Ann and Pilot Pete have just popped her special (laughs) bottle of champagne by the fireplace. They're just sipping it and kissing and making out. She's like, how dare you? You knew. You knew. That was my bottle of champagne. (laughs) She She starts hyperventilating. Crying in the bathroom, like... She's like, leave me alone. Everyone leave me alone. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Hannah Ann is just sitting there like, I had no idea, you guys. I had no idea. <laughs> I really didn't know. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and so then Pete like runs after her. She's so drunk at this point. So now they're like in some like pavilion. I don't even know. What do you call those? And he takes her over to the couch and so conveniently, 
so conveniently, there's another bottle of champagne set up. With glasses on this tiny little table thing. She knocks it over. Yeah, she backs herself into it and knocks it over. So the champagne glasses break, but the champagne doesn't. This $20 bottle of champagne. Yeah. So he's like, okay, let's drink this. Like, make you feel better. And she's like, okay. Like, she's starting to, like, dry her tears. She feels better now. She finally is getting her champagne moment. From this point out, we're going to reenact it. <clears throat> oh, should we do the whole scene? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Thank you. All right, all right. Should we drink from the bottle or from the cup? We can drink from the bottle. Is that all right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not a classy bitch all the time, so. Oh, there we go. It's fine. Okay, okay. Show me, show me. All right, I'll go. And then she <laughs> We takes... memorized the, all the lines from the scene because it's so great. <laughs> she takes a huge swig and it fizzes. Volcanoes up her face. Explodes and fizzes all over her face. Up her nose, all over her eyes, all over her face. This is an HD. I want to be that cameraman. I'm sure. I can't even imagine. I, I don't know how they weren't cracking up laughing. I know. I'm surprised the camera's not like shaking from how funny it is. Yeah. Just the, it was just brilliant. It was brilliant gold TV. You I mean, have to watch it. Even if you don't like The Bachelor, just like watch that Watch one this episode. Scene. It's brilliant TV. It's an emotional it's roller coaster. She goes from nervous to super excited <laughs> to, to devastated yeah. to angry to just like on another level. So drunk to like happy drunk to then mm-hmm. like embarrassed. Yeah, and then she's trying to be, like, cute and relatable. (laughs) Oh, God, it's cringy as fuck. And you can't come back from that. I just feel like I want to say that if I was her, I would have just laughed it off. Mm Mm-hmm. But when you're that, when it's been that long of a night, like, those moments do just make you, like, cry, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I want to say I would have handled it better, but who knows? I mean, they... Yeah, when we were watching it, Maggie was like, I would just leave at that point. Like, that's so I would so literally get up and leave. I'd be like, all right, Pilot Pete, this is the end of my time. It's been really great. I'm going home back to Iowa. I mean, talk about <laughs> embarrassing moments. Like, that's the most embarrassing moment I can think of ever. Hopefully she has, like, a good attitude about it. So, yeah. Th- so then that's what's so, like, hard is I don't know whose side I'm on. Like, I feel bad for her, but she also handled herself so horribly. Mm-hmm. And then I want to... I want to not like Hannah Ann because she's kind of annoying, but I don't believe that she did it on purpose. I don't think think she did it on purpose. I feel like the producers told her to go drink the champagne. Mm -hmm. I think she got caught, caught up into it. And I think they're not allowed to like say like the producers told me like, of course. And if they did say that, they would edit it out. Yes. You can tell when she's talking to the rest of, when Hannah Ann goes back to talk to the rest of the girls, and she's like, I had no idea. I'm sure she said something like, the producers told me to go drink champagne, and that was the one I chose. Mm-hmm. But they cut that out. Yeah, and when we were re-watching the champagne scene, you can tell there's so much editing in yeah, that they show. They splice out so much. You really don't know who he's actually connecting with, because he could be having really lovely moments with some of these girls, but like, yeah. if for whatever reason they don't find them entertaining enough, they're probably just cutting that out. Yeah. Which maybe is why, like, by, like, episode six, like, they do have some real connections. Because they are spending all their time together without phones, so maybe there are some, like, real romantic sparks. No, totally. I, I believe that. That some of them really fall in love. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't believe she did it. I don't, it wasn't malicious. Yes. But I also am not going to say that I like Hannah Ann because <laughs> I think she's annoying. The other best thing that's on TV at the moment, you season two. Guys. You is just 
It's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece, and it's underrated, and you know, we need to talk about it more. Yeah, I feel like it's actually good. It's so silly, but yet it's <clears throat> acted really well. The plot is really good. I think season two really, really picked it up. Yeah. Season one was, like, bingeable and fun, but now season two was like, oh, shit. Like, this was actually a really good plot and good writing yeah. and really good acting. Really good acting. Really hooks you in. Really attractive actors. Yeah. Like... And we like that it's shit on LA a lot. <laughs> yes. The whole season is so shitting great. in LA. It the was first so great. episode. What's the first episode called? A fresh start. Joe, now Will, arrives as an, in his own personal hell on earth. LA. LA. He's trying to go straight, but the past doesn't always leave well. Wait, what? But the past doesn't always leave well enough alone? What? What? Wait a second. First of all, this description Is makes, there a typo on Netflix? Am I drunk? Why does that make no sense? Basically, the whole first episode... Wait, I'm going to get more wine. As he moves to LA because in season one... All right, spoilers ahead. Season one, he kills a ton of people. He's escaping New York. But of course he gets there, sees a girl in the airport who's gorgeous. Her name is Love. And he's like, ooh, yeah, I'm going to make this happen. I just feel like season one had a lot of plot holes mm-hmm. and season two still did too but like it was it was just so much it was so much better than mm-hmm. season one pen badgley what a weird name anyways pen badgley do you think he's, he's hot okay th- i was just about to say so he it's first of all it's such perfect casting because he is like cute when you just like look at him mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's his acting or what but he has this psycho look in his eyes like he mm-hmm. does he does something with his eyes and the way he like stares that like oh you look like a psychopath murderer like Mm -hmm. killer and also something about like his like mannerisms and like the way he walks like it's just creepy but like just looking at like his face and like Mm normal like i think he's a good looking guy yeah it makes sense why all these people would fall for him i personally don't like small men he's really little he's He's very little little. but i think they try to hide that kind of they do try to hide it because he's not a bulky man so right. the fact that all, but I guess that's part of his character is he's like this kind of nerdy sensitive, yeah but like mysterious, mysterious sexy yeah. like he's definitely hot yeah he's it's, really cute it's his acting though that really makes him creepy and look like a psychopath I saw something that was like the most unrealistic aspect of Penn being Will is the chest hair like mm. he has a lot of chest hair which I don't why is it unrealistic because they were saying chest hair is so gross. Oh my god. Like, why are all these girls falling for him because his chest is so hairy? I don't really care what? about chest hair. Yeah, I don't care either. That's such a... What I care about is back hair. <laughs> you had to whisper. Back hair. I don't want back hair. Especially when you're, like, at a water park and you look in front of you and you're like, whoa. Because it's, like, an inch raised above their body. Like, just real thick oh do you want to talk should we go on to episode two? Oh shit oh okay well we need to talk about the greatest character okay in the entire show his and name is 40 yes 40 justice for 40 people 40 is the best thing that happened to this show and he was yeah. hysterical mm-hmm. hysterical yeah and I really didn't like him in the first episode I was like exactly uh, this actor's trying so hard exactly but then I got it. I was like, oh, damn. It was so great. They, like, they like set him up to be the, like, annoying, bratty, like, spoiled, like, 
just, I don't know, what's the word? Just, just like your typical rich, privileged. spoiled, privileged L.A. boy. And then he ends up being, like, the most normal, likable character in the end. It's, it was so mm-hmm. good. Final thoughts on you? Watch it. <laughs> it's good. It's so entertaining. Do we think, okay, who do we think is a worse person? Joe or Love? Joe's like, a worse person. Who's more evil? You think Joe? Joe's more evil. But Love killed, what's her name? Daphne? You know, the really pretty girl he had in the cage at the end. Love killed her, and I will never forget Love for doing that. She yeah, was great. Love is blinded by Love right now, though. <laughs> He's been doing this a long time. It stresses me out. I want them to flee the country, because the cops are going to catch up to them in season three. There's no way they'll keep getting away with things. That's what's so crazy. That's what another thing I love about this show is, like, they're both so crazy, but you're, like, rooting for them the whole time. Mm-hmm. It makes you root for them. I don't know why. You, you love them, and you want them to work out, even mm-hmm. though they're both psychopath killers they need to get the hell out of u.s and go to another country and just like lay low and just like live happily together but i don't think that's gonna happen so also if you did not pick up we are single so if you're a man listening to this podcast and you're thinking damn cute voices no we'll do another we gotta come back and do another whole whole other episode episode on our dating stories and the saga of fucking dating apps and <laughs> do not move here for love people just don't don't move here for love you're not gonna find your husband here i'm telling you that now you're not Stay even gonna find a boyfriend Connecticut or wherever the fuck you are if you want to get married and have kids if you don't care about that stuff then move to new york know that you will be single you'll make friends sure you'll you'll make money sure but will you find love no. absolutely not no you might have fun but We love New York, but New York does not love us back. (laughs) It is a loveless city. You're not going to be coddled. No one's going to hold your hand and tell you they love you here. That meet cute where that really cute guy is also, you know, on his laptop right next to you in the coffee shop. He probably has a girlfriend. Or a a boyfriend. Or a boyfriend. Or he's a pathological liar. Or he doesn't believe in committed relationships. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Yeah, he has like eight partners. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. That's weird shit. He has eight partners. He lives with them all. He's honestly just a polygamist. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and maybe we were being very pessimistic because we've been single for almost two years in this city. But trust me, we have talked to so many beautiful, smart, amazing women in New York City. And, and they're, they're all, all single. single. I just Sex in the city was not lying. No, it is rough out here. It's an epidemic. One final thing before we wrap okay. this up. Okay. I am currently broke, as I mentioned earlier. We're very broke right now. January is a slow month. And we're trying to move. It's not good. And Christmas is expensive. Yeah, traveling, home. Totally. And so basically I'm doing some like extra work and I was just on The Politician season two. Yes, look out for Katie on The Politician. Actually, I'm going to be in it. The scene where Gwyneth Paltrow is, well, I probably shouldn't mention, but I'm going to scene with Gwyneth. Yeah, I don't want this to be taken down because I was sworn to secrecy. If anyone listens to this. (laughs) People will. (laughs) Gwyneth Paltrow and I, Made eye contact. I made her laugh at one point. I met this woman on set. She was also an extra. And I was like, hey, can I sit with you during lunch? Because she had literally three plates of food. I was like, you go, girl. She's like, I'm hungry. But this, this lady. <laughs> that should not be allowed. Was she sad? No. She took three plates of food? I mean, they're going to throw it away anyways. We just talked about catering. True, true. But yeah, like, she's beautiful. She's so cute. She's so nice. We struck up a conversation. I was like, 
blah, 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 blah. She's like, yeah, actually, I'm moving tomorrow out of New York after 15 years. I was like, that's crazy. Like, well, no, she actually got, like, a fantastic job. Okay. So she'll be closer to family, and she's getting, like, a huge pay raise. And I was like, wow, after 15 years, like, what are your takeaways? Because I'm two years into New York. And she was like... I had a great time. I moved every single year. Like, I lived in so many apartments. Oh, my God, that's us. That's us. Last thing she told me was dating was horrible. (laughs) This woman is smart. Us in the future. Smart, pretty, funny, talented, and not even she can snag a man in this city. Maybe we should change the name of this podcast to... Rotten, gay, or taken. Me and Maggie are also writing a play <laughs> in the works called Rotten, Gay, or Taken because... Copyrighted. Don't steal Don't it. Don't steal Don't it. Don't steal that from us, yo. So, Maggie, any final thoughts? And you, of course, will be on the podcast again. Oh, wow. Thank you so but much. I feel so honored to be your this first guest. This really fun. Oh, my God. Katie talks a lot. Do you think I talk a lot as a person? Um, <laughs> I, I don't... No, because I know I talk a lot, so... I feel like I talk constantly, and sometimes I'm I like, like... I talk constantly. Katie, shut up. Like, I can't stop my mouth, even when I know I'm what? repeating things. No, I don't think so. Okay. I feel like we're pretty even. Yeah, we both talk a lot. But we also are, like, pretty good at, like, being aware of, like, when to not talk. Yes. We have good, like, social awareness. Yeah, we're both pretty socially aware. Okay, we're gonna end that here. Okay. So, if you want to keep up with Katie Talks A Lot... Follow me on Instagram at Katie Talks A Lot. I also edit podcasts, so if you need help editing your podcast, email me at voicedbykatie at gmail.com. Also follow my Instagram, voicedbykatie. Thanks so much for listening. We love you all. Good luck on your journey to moving to New York. Please go watch Bachelor. Please watch the Champagne Gate. Champagne Gate 2020. And y'all, if you are not watching You Season 1 and You Season 2, then you are wasting your life. (laughs) (laughs) We sound like such basic bitches. Basic bitch sign out. Bye. Bye!